And hi, everyone. My name is Stephanie Vasquez. I am the founder, owner, CEO, whatever title I choose for the moment of the Fairtrade Cafe, which is the longest standing coffee house here in downtown Phoenix, owned by a Latina. <laughs> uh, everyone listening knows that I'm I'm from Phoenix uh, for the most part of my life. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm very familiar with your shop. Been there many times. I, I remember going there when I started comedy and like being around and then like thinking about like now, like it is, it, how long have you been open now? 15 years. Yeah. Okay. Cause I started comedy 13 years ago. Wow. So yeah, like I remember like right when I started like hanging around there and stuff and, uh, and uh, my friends going to ASU, I am sure in 15 years, uh, downtown Phoenix has changed tremendously <laughs> it's all it's pretty much unnoticeable i'll have people that haven't been to the shop in you know 10 years and they come and they're like i don't even know how to navigate this city anymore it's funny because we're the fourth or fifth largest city but it's happened in like literally it feels like within the last five six years so mm -hmm. yeah phoenix has definitely grown and changed yeah yeah and i'm sure like clientele has changed being because you're like like people don't understand you're like downtown you're like you oh, yeah. are like in the center of venus <laughs> well, right now you're about to hear the light rail like i'm i'm looking out the window and the light rail is right here so yeah we're in the heart of of all of it yeah 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 15 years ago was the light rail there 15? No. no no that's only been like i don't know eight nine something yeah maybe 10 but maybe i remember 10. the light rail was shortly after i got here and the construction was madness and it was it was literally mayhem down yeah. here when my first few years of business yeah and then like why why a coffee shop out of anything that you could do yeah. in life well, i think it's important anytime i speak i always tell everyone that i knew nothing about coffee i don't have an education in business there's none of it's none of these things i'm i was a teacher and oh, okay um, that that was like everything to me and i went to costa rica and had this aha moment it was really like this guilty moment of realizing that coffee was a plant um it's highly exploitative to the earth and to our people i mean exploitation on people yeah. is huge it, i mean it's disgusting. And yeah, it's crazy. I, yeah, I had this moment of, man, I am feeding into this. And whether it's knowingly or unknowingly, I sat in responsibility and I was like, I can't be the only ignorant consumer. And this information needs to be out there and telling people that, oh, what, what we're doing is this, this, this is one thing, but showing them how to do different is completely different. And, mm -hmm. and to me, that's where the coffee shop came from because we're extremely green and we're a sustainable coffee shop. We only source fair trade, organic shade grown coffee. Say that five times fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but just from, from door to door, from the roots, you know, to the floor to the ceiling, it's very, very intentional. Um, it's a different kind of space. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that is, uh, it's a good thing that you bring up of uh, like fair trade and, yeah, it, people don't understand like the bean buying process and that there is large companies out there that go to these small farms and they go, hey, I'll give you X amount of money and buy all of it. And it's barely enough to get by, but it's all the money up front. And those small farmers are like, 
this is this this might be the most we sell and then they're buying out so that's like a thing that's happening where it's like they're they're taking advantage of these farms and there's even people that work in coffee that might not recognize that that's what's happening inside of uh you know, the buying side of coffee. And so to be fair trade and to be like thinking about from bean to cup as a whole, uh, yeah, it's very important, you know? I'm glad that you understand it. You're absolutely right. That I think that as consumers and people in general, we kind of stay on the surface of things and we don't dive too deep. Um, however, I live in the depth of things um, and I like to know. And once I knew, I couldn't unknow. And yeah. That's where that's where all of this started. And all of this, all of the coffee that I source is fair trade or direct trade, where I know the farmers directly. So it, it's very important to me that if I'm going to have a business, it's creating some positive impact. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned going to Costa Rica. Is that where your beans are from now? So no. What I like to do is I like to bring all regions to the palate. So right now you can taste a single origin from Nayarit, Mexico. You can have a Peru, you can have coffee from Peru. You can have coffee from Guatemala that's farmed at a woman-owned farm, which is incredible. Mm, um, cool. And then I also have a Brazilian blend. So really what I like to do is you get to taste the agriculture of another place and it truly tastes different. If you you take a moment, slow down and taste your coffee. Like you can taste. Words. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I'm, I'm a big coffee lover and I often go for like a medium Ethiopian because I like the fruits, the, like the, the berry side of it is like kind of what I go for. Um, so yeah, I love shops that like take that moment to be like, let's try all these different palettes. Let's bring in, uh, different countries that are growing wonderful coffee. Um, how do you like it? It's always baffling to me that coffee shop owners can build these relationships with farmers because they're just so far away. And how do you even get in contact? You know, it's like a whole world that's like interesting to me. And so how, how do you find these farmers? Yeah. So, and there's a lot of gatekeeping to this, to mm. be honest. I mean, because <clears throat> how, how do you? Right. However, I feel like now we have so much more accessibility to people with, you know, we can Zoom. I mean, me and you, we're looking at each other in each other's eyes and we're having this great conversation and here you're two hours ahead of me, <laughs> yet there's this connectedness between us, you know? Yeah, so I think it made it, yes. I mean, from the beginning when I started my business in 2007, we didn't have this type of accessibility. So right. it makes it a lot easier now. However, for me, my middleman was the roaster and my roaster had to have fair trade certifications. And because of that process, I was able to build relationships with where they were getting their beans from. So um, my direct trade bean, though, it's a great story. We have um, they were once called Three Brothers Coffee. And okay. the story is, is that it came from the grandfather who worked the fields in Nayarit, Mexico. And because he did incredible work. He was given a tree, a coffee plant, just one. Mm. And um, he then began to get more. And so now this is a three generation farm. And the father now takes care of the farm in Nayarit, Mexico. And the three brothers here export it, roast it and bring it here. So I'll never forget the day the dad um, walked in on a team meeting to talk about the coffee and he started to cry. And he said, oh. this has been a dream of my father 
to actually have our coffee in coffee shops. So it's, to me, it's stories like that, that just, it makes me feel so good about what I get to do every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I love about coffee is like, it really brings people together. And, um, you know, I've been going to coffee fest for years and, uh, I love going and it's like, you know, I don't even have a job in coffee anymore. I started going when I did years ago and then I just kept hanging around because I'm like, it's just fun to like meet and network and coffee shop owners are always the coolest people and always get these great stories, you know? So it's like, it's always fun for me. And then, you know, being a comedian, it's like, everyone's like assuming I own a coffee shop and then I'm like, I, I do comedy. So it's like, it's always a different conversation. Yeah. <laughs> now there's definitely like coffee culture is a real thing. It's a, it's a, just like wine and tequila and, and every, it's a real thing. Yeah, it definitely you know, is. However, there's this this essence of community that's underneath all of it. And I think that's the difference. So, you know, today I've been at my shop all day today, but I I go and I come out to the front and there's so many incredible people. Like I literally table hop because yeah. of all the incredible people and the conversations and, and the things that people are, are creating. It's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's what I loved being a barista. It was like, I met some of the coolest people, uh, you know, when I was just like starting in comedy and I was doing barista day, comedy at night and like <laughs> inviting people to the shows from, you know, like, hey, come oh, come yeah. hang out and stuff. And it's <laughs> like, it's just like, you know, it's just a good, it's a good essence. And then like, you know, you have your regulars that hang around and that's, you know, they become like family, you know? Oh my gosh, we had a Friendsgiving and it was after hours and we invited all our favorite people here and it was so cool just to see us all at a long table breaking bread and having conversation. It, The people really, I don't like to call them customers because that sounds so transactional. <laughs> yeah, That's how it starts. However, you build these relationships with yeah. people and it, it, it's just like family, the same type of love. Yeah. 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 It really is. Um, so now that you've, you've been owning the shop for so long and really established in Phoenix, um, it, it, and you said you were there all day today. Are you, are you still spending your entire day at the store? Like, <laughs> you know, well, I think I'm a workaholic. Um, yeah. However, I've got a nonprofit and I have some other things that I do. So this is ground zero for me. Um, this is a place where I nurture and feed my soul. So this is my feel good place. This is where I, I hold all my meetings. Um, I, I'm not going to say I spend every day. I do keeping the team and the culture of the shop is very important to me. And I'm not the type of business owner that's just you know, just let me look at the P&Ls and see where we're at. That's not the kind of business I run. And yeah. you can feel that from the, from the counter. So, um, yes, I'm here every day. I attempt to put boundaries in my life and yeah. I try not to get here before 10 o'clock and I try to leave by four o'clock, but as you know, what time it is right now, I didn't <laughs> succeed today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, that's great to hear that you, uh, put so much care and I'm sure your your team knows it, you know, like I'm sure they've, they, they notice because like, uh, they're probably, you know, a lot of baristas hop to other shops and you're just trying to find a place that you fit at, um, especially in coffee. And it's always nice. You know, I've, I worked at two mom and pop shops that, 
I stayed at for a long time because of just the the relationship I built with the owners of like, you know, they knew my goals in life and I knew their goals in life. And it was nice to be, have that open communication with them and not so much like a, a boss that I'm like scared to talk to and more of like, I can truly tell them what's happening in the store, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, the stories from in the back of the house and the things that go on back there and the dance parties that happen today, the rule, <laughs> it was so funny. The rule in the back of the house today was that you couldn't be back here if you weren't going to dance. So <laughs> yeah. So everyone knew if you came back here, you had to, whatever music we were playing at the time, you had to dance. So it was literally a party in the back of the house today. <laughs> That's fun. That's a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What advice do you give to people that are like, I'm thinking of opening a coffee shop. You know, like I feel like so many people dream it and I meet people that are like really want to open a shop. Like, what do you tell them? Just do it. I, I think we spend so much time second guessing ourselves or creating a plan or getting ready to get ready. And mm -hmm. five years goes by and 10 years goes by. And then you look back and, and it's almost as if, well, I could have, I should have. And then you beat yourself up further. Mm -hmm. So you never know if you're going to fail or succeed until you just get out there and just do it. And what are you, what are you going to do instead? Dream about it and allow it to take up all that, that head space. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Yes, there's risk. Yes. You <laughs> might lose everything. Yes. You are going to white knuckle a lot of stuff, but the fulfillment that you get from doing something that you wanted to do is priceless. And whether you succeed in that venture, it will lead to success on some levels. So yeah. 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 I mean, I think that's very true. You know, I always say the same thing and like people come to me and they're like, how do you start doing comedy? And it's always, it's the same, it's the same answer of like, well, you just got to start. Just start. So, yeah. Just, just start, start doing it, writing the jokes. Like I was terrible at comedy for a very long time. And then there's a day that I wasn't terrible at comedy, you know, but it like, it, it just takes forever, you know? So it's like, it's a journey and it's growth, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's just like, you gotta, you gotta just start doing it until, you know, and then that's when you find out if it's really for you, you know, after you I give it a good shot. I think it's so funny because we start out as little people learning how to walk and talk and read and, and math. And and we never said, I'm not going to try this. You know, we got on our skateboards and we fell a thousand times and we're like, no, I'm going to show my friends I can do this or I'm going to show myself. However, we enter this adulthood and we become, you know, into our 20s and 30s and 40s. And now it's all of a sudden like, I don't know. I think I'm going to win. This is like, come on. So like that childlike essence is really important just to get out there and just try something yeah yeah that's true that's very true and then at what point did you uh start your your nonprofit and then start helping others kind of it seems like you help others grow in their lives so in 2018 um is when the nonprofit became solidified and it was really through my experiences it's attempting to be a business owner in Phoenix where I didn't have mentors or guides. There wasn't entrepreneur programs that you see everywhere now. And there weren't these mentors and coaches and all these things that we have now. So it was really this trial error, error yeah. trial cycle that I was in. So I just really gained a lot of experience and knowledge in how to fail forward. And <laughs> 
I'm sure if you, if I look back, it costs a lot of money and time. And I felt like I was alone and all those feelings. Good thing I'm gritty. Like, like good thing I'm gritty because I had a million reasons why not to keep going. Right. Um, so that's where the, the nonprofit came from because I really want, especially women and women of color to feel that they can, to know that they can. And a lot of times all it takes is someone to look at you and be like, you got this, keep going. And yeah. It can sometimes be that easy. Yeah. So that's where the nonprofit came from. Yeah. That's great. And, uh, but I, I love that because I, I, I everything is like that. You know, anytime you're like, uh, starting a business, starting anything, it's like you need guidance and help, but there's not always guidance and help, you know. And like in comedy, like I still like I'm I, I live in New York, but I still have a group chat with about 10 comedians in Arizona. And we just are, you know, helping each other out and talking about certain clubs and bookers and how things how I got this thing and how to how to organize this thing and how to send these emails and and like just all of that is like having that community is so important because if you if you don't it's like you really do feel alone so yeah well I mean can you imagine what it'd be like if we went and saw a football game or a soccer game and there was no coach on the sidelines like come on that's it's not realistic in anything in anything we need that support system. So, and I think it's important if that's, we got to be what we need. You know, I yeah. know I need support. So it's important for me to support. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Do you, do you feel like you'll ever, I always like wondering this, like, like when you, when you're thinking about goals and stuff, do you, do you think about opening another location and franchising or any of that type of stuff? Or, or are you like, I like the one store and I like having my home as the one store? Well, I had to. So I've done the multi-location thing. Um, and I think it's been enough years now that I've been able to breathe and see, look back on it and see the things that I could have done better. Mm. Um, I think franchising, I'm not going to say no to anything because you just don't know. Yeah. So I, if I were to franchise the fair trade cafe it is such a special place it would really need a special person that was really in alignment with cultivating community and culture and really the essence of love being in everything so i mean i'm, I'm open to whatever yeah yeah you're like I'll, I'll see where it all takes me you know yeah i think that's another thing is that we have all these rigid goals and really hard boundaries of like i'll never do this and that's not true. Like we, we just don't know what's around the corner. So I, I usually say this too, is the Stephanie that's speaking now, I'm hoping is not going to be the same Stephanie five, 10 years from now. So the things that I say now, I'm sure are not going to hold true in five or 10 years for myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, I think about that a lot too, of like, you know, especially doing this podcast for so long now, it's like, you know, if I go back and listen to any old episodes and I'm like, that's not my viewpoint on that now, or that's not how I feel about that. I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's I'm sure there's I'm sure there's those moments where I'm like, I should probably delete this forever. <laughs> Don't delete it. It's really I think it's so great because you get to see where you were and where you are. And in, in real time you can see that, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's a, that is what I love about comedy, is like I can go back and watch 
you know, anything that I did five years ago and be like, that's who I was, like how I talked, how I walked, how I everything. <laughs> and, and now viewing it now, you know, and being like, what's changed? Um, you know, especially like when you're doing creative things, it's like whatever's around in your life is kind of like what you bring to the stage. And uh, so it is always interesting of seeing that. Um, do you have like I, I like I've been asking everyone that's been on the podcast now that we're like in a new year. Are you like, do you make vision boards? Do you have goals? Do you have like, like, I'm going to do this in 2023. So, so every year, I think I have a different perspective. Last year was like, I'm not going to create any ceilings for myself and whatever comes comes. And I'm very much so in that place. Cause I'd say, I don't know, five years ago, I was white knuckling everything and I was going to prove everything. And now it's like, no, no, no. If it's this hard, it's not for me. Um, so this year I want, there's some revenue goals that I have for my business. Um, there's some wage goals I have for my team. I feel like the starving artist, starving barista, I, I think that's something that should not ever be acceptable. Mm. Um, I do believe that being a barista, you should, we all love being behind the counter. And the, usually the reason why we leave is because we can't sustain ourselves. Right. So. I would really like to be that coffee shop where if I want to make a life of being a barista, I can do that, you know? Yeah. So I've, I've got some goals around that. I've got some personal health goals because I'm well into my forties and I feel like I watch football games and I watch these men that are so extreme. And I think God, how magical is our body. And <laughs> I haven't got to explore how magical mine is. So I've got some health goals. And so this year I do actually have goals last year. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, do you make vision boards or are you just like meant, or are you just like writing down these goals in like a notebook or. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you've heard the statistic that 60% of the things that you write down actually happen. So I'm an mm. avid, I write, I write in journal all the time. So I, my goals are definitely written down. I also have triggers in my bathroom. I have triggers in my office. Um, sometimes there'll be sticky notes in my car. So yeah. I'm, I'm that person that um, I'm, I'm very, very creative. So it's important to have a reminder to ground me and keep me going. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm the same way. I, uh, I usually do a vision board. I usually come up with some goals, right? But this year I decided not to do a vision board, uh, but I actually took a, like one of those big construction papers that you would put a vision board on. And then I just wrote five goals of like projects, things that I want to complete this year. And, uh, and now I have that like hanging up here in my office and, uh, but yeah, I'm like, cause I'm the same, like, I really do believe that you got to write it down and then you, you write it down. That makes it real for you at least. And then, you know, you revisit it and yeah, I always feel like every time I have these, even if they're lofty goals, like if I have big goals and I'm working towards them, like most of them do happen at some point. So yeah. yeah. And I feel like if the goal doesn't kind of make your stomach turn a little, ain't big enough, dude. Like, it's <laughs> big enough. like our ceilings are so low. So, so this year, I, I literally talking about goals right now, I'm starting to sweat. Okay. <laughs> like, because I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's got to happen. <laughs> so make sure you come visit Fairtrade Cafe. <laughs> And yeah. Buy some good cards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I feel that like, uh, you know, uh, 
Yeah, my my goal last year was just like all about my TV show, and now that the TV show is like about to air, um, I'm like, it, you know, I'm like, all right, well, season two, like, you know, like, so like, Absolutely. let's work on season two, and like, let's work on like, I'm I, like, this year I'm gonna record a an hour special, and I'm gonna release that, and so it's like, all right, let's let's like, how do we sell that? And uh, it is big, like. Those are goals that also, like, I look at and I go, ooh, geez. <laughs> and then sometimes you wake up and you're like, who do I think I am? And then, and then, I don't know, I have to listen to some crazy rap music because that's what gets me going. I'm like, that's who I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. I got to, like, listen to some, like, music that gets me pumped. And then I'm like, all right, I can, I can get in this. Because, there, yeah, there definitely is the days where you go, is this crazy? Is this crazy that I think that this would happen this way? So... Yeah, Definitely. yeah. And, but it's the crazy ones. Like, it's the crazy ones that create change. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Definitely. And um, speaking of like goals and stuff, I, you, you really inspire me and like seeing your, your social media and like what you do. So inspiring. And one of the things that I like noticed lately, you're constantly uploading content lately. I feel like I see your videos all the time. And I'm just like, man, I, I need to be like making more content. I need to keep up with her. <laughs> no, you know what? Full transparency. Uh, I'm very much so in what I'm doing. So I have been telling myself for years because a lot of times people will say, oh, I didn't know Fairtrade did this or, oh, Stephanie, I didn't know you did that. And I just thought you can't be the best kept secret. The right. shop can't be the best kept secret and I'm doing myself a disservice and everyone else a disservice. So I kept saying, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. It was one of those, oh, it's going to happen in 2022. Well, in quarter four of 2022, I was like, Stephanie, you said this was going to happen. You told yourself. So I decided to get some help yeah. because you don't have to know everything. And that's one of my things is I felt like I was responsible for everything. And, mm. and you just got to ask for help. And that's what I did. So you're seeing my content because I have help now. <laughs> and thank you for saying that because it, it's also getting out of my own. Like I've literally created, literally created a bubble for myself of this beautiful, loving environment. And out there online, it's not so loving and beautiful. Right. And, and so it's taken a lot for me to share what I have to share publicly because a lot of people like to poke holes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, I, there's been, a, you know, through the years, the times that I've stopped in the shop and you've been there and I've seen how you interact with other people. And I'm like, man, she's great, man. She's like really killing it. Like she's really connecting with the people. And then, yeah. And then like, I, I totally noticed that shift of all of a sudden you had all this great content coming out. And I was like, and that's what I was like, I have to reach out to her. I have to talk to her about have her on the podcast. And, uh, but yeah, like, I'm sure there's tons of people that are feeling the same that they see like your, your content and being inspired by you and being like, okay, I can, you know, I can make content and I can get that out there, you know? So I just have to say, thank you for seeing me. Uh, <laughs> like talk about filling my tank, you know, there's a lot of give and get. And right now I feel like you're just pouring in and. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, that's, you know, I, that's what this podcast is like about and like kind of what's shifted into is like when I started doing the show, it was like me interviewing other comedians and kind of like asking them how they got to the places that they are. 
and just like me figuring out comedy. And now it's really morphed into like anytime I meet someone that has like an interesting story or an interesting perspective, I'm like, I got to have them on and them talk about theirs because, you know, like comics can always listen to any of this and get a good tip of advice or like get motivated or get inspired by anyone else's story. And you know, that, and then also all the other people that aren't comics that listen to this, where it's like, what, you know, interesting lives and interesting stories. And yeah, of course. And like, you know, you are a staple of downtown Phoenix. So, you know, of course I would want to have you on the podcast and, and make sure that other people are seeing uh, the greatness that you're doing. So, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I feel like we can learn so much from all of us. So I am loving the podcast, I, just all of it, because like I said earlier, even even if you're trying to just connect with a farmer in Ethiopia, or yeah. if you're just trying to learn from someone else's journey, you know, there's so much that we can learn from each other. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And earlier, you mentioned that you're a very creative person. Um, how, how do you how do you show that creativity? Is it through painting, singing? <laughs> what is it? neither of the two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that a lot of it comes out in, I am an uncertified mixologist. I love putting things together. I like having a table of things and making it beautiful. Um, Like the shop, I've done it all myself. I love putting, like really mixing things. Like if you, it's a little industrial, but it's got the wood, like, I just like playing with things and making them beautiful. So, I mean, I don't know what that's called, (laughs) but (laughs) I definitely would say I'm a creative. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, that is like, that is the fun part about coffee is like making up the drinks and and finding new things. And you're like, every year, there's always something new and what other people are are doing is something new. Um, Do you guys, do you guys do seasonal menus there? Is that like your whole, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're um, getting ready tomorrow to do a little play with the team on, we call it Love Day for Valentine's Day, to do our Love Day drinks. And we launched our flights this, mm. uh, the first of the year. So there's always something come in and, or you just ask the barista, you know, you know that the, the barista knows best. Like, yeah. you know your palate, they do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Order stuff off the menu. <laughs> yep. Favorite, yeah, yeah, because like when you're a barista, it's like you know, uh, you you got to drink coffee to stay awake, and then you're like, got to make it fun for yourself. And like, there was a point where I was just putting chai in everything. That was that was my thing. I was putting it in in mochas. I was putting it in like anything. It just uh, a few pumps of chai is (laughs) everything. Okay, what's your go-to drink today? My go-to drink, um. I would say I lean heavily towards like uh, I'm I am I love a classic drip coffee so I'm big into like just getting good drip but if I'm I, I will get like a dirty chai it's pretty pretty much my go to and then um, if not that maybe like a mocha and maybe a spicy mocha so those are, I'm pretty basic when it comes to drinks but well I think the more basic you are it's because you're you want to taste the coffee. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. What's your go-to drink? I'm a cold brew girl every yeah. day. Yeah. So um I have a drink that I created because it was it was um organic agave. I mm. drink concentrate 
cold brew because it's got to be concentrated. Um, I it's fresh ground cinnamon and a splash of soy milk. It's magical. I mm. tell everyone, let me get halfway through this and like everything sparks and get yeah. ready. Like just get ready. Yeah. Yeah. I always, um, you know, cause like I, anytime I travel or anything like that, I'm always stopping into shops and getting like buying bags of coffee. And then that's always, I'm buying like their weird single origin or whatever the weird thing is that they're like, you know, they're into the roaster and it's not like the mainstream. I buy that. And then I turn that into cold brew at home. And I'm like, what kind of flavors am I going to get? And I always love because I'll like tag the business. And then like the the owner will be like, oh, I've never, you gotta, you gotta let me know how that is. I've never tried it. <laughs> so, well, certain yeah. beans, in my opinion, and again, it's all subjective. There's certain beans that you just shouldn't make cold brew out of <laughs> I, I have had some bad cold brew but again yeah. because my palate's used to what my palate's used to um but there also is that disappointment for me because if i get a bad cold brew i'm just like oh my day's over yeah <laughs> that is like it, it's always yeah i feel the same way with like a drip or a cold brew where it's like if you go somewhere and it's just like not the love <laughs> not filled with love and then you're like okay all right so if i come back here it's gonna have lots of milk in it <laughs> lots of chocolate <laughs> yeah yeah extra pumps of everything um yeah definitely well thank you so much for doing the show today i really appreciate it well and you have to promise me if you take any of this content on stage and make fun of me i want to watch <laughs> okay yeah yeah i'll in i'll invite you <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, where can people find you online? So um, our website's azfairtrade.com. We're on Instagram. We're on, we're on all the socials. Same thing. I've, I've kept it simple for everyone. So azfairtrade. Okay, perfect. And what do you, I always like to ask that. And then I always ask, where do you prefer? Like, what, where do you live? Is it Instagram yeah, or? Instagram. I, I love Instagram. So I have a younger daughter and she's like, mom, Instagram's going to be the, the next Facebook. Get ready for it. You know, it's going to, but I love, I love Instagram. Yeah. 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 I still use Instagram pretty heavily. I don't use Facebook as much, but I mean, uh, definitely I'm, I'm TikTok's probably where I spend a lot of time now. So. And that's what, that's what she's saying. She's like, TikTok's the thing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks again for doing the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, I've been your host, Zach Lyman. This has been the Zach Lyman Podcast and outro music. <laughs>